Hi, welcome to the Derrycast, the Anime Trope Podcast. My name is Caleb, uh, and here's my co-host, Garrett. Say hi, Garrett. Hello. Uh, each week we uh, look at anime tropes and conventions and talk about what makes anime tick. Uh, today we're doing something a little different. Uh, every so often we'll uh, veer into other topics because there's just a ton of tropes, uh, but not a lot to talk, talk about sometimes, so... Oh, we decided to do something different this week. Uh, before we get into that, uh, how was your week, Garrett? It was fine. Um, I did a lot of binge watching. Um, I watched a show called Actually I Am, which is a harem anime about a main character who falls in love with a girl who turns out to be a vampire. And um, <laughs> do you ever have those shows where you 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 just feel so bad that the main character picked the wrong girl? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the Evangelion argument right there, but Shinji doesn't end up picking anybody, but, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, fucking, what's his name, Kaoru, yes, maybe he picks Kaoru, but that's up to interpretation, but, uh, I mean, I'm not really a harem guy, but I, I kind of understand what you mean. Well, the thing is, so, I was, <clears throat> I was watching this, and then... I asked a bunch of friends online. I asked people online and I was like, what show do you wish the main character ended up with a different girl, like a different love interest? And a lot of people said re zero. They thought that he picked uh, the wrong, (laughs) the wrong girl because they said that Amelia just was bland and kind of flat. And I actually agree with that. Um, I understand why they did it. I mean, it makes sense. It's like a sappy little romance, you know, love story. But uh, no, when I saw this this show, actually I am. I was like, this character is just dumb. Like, there's nothing really redeeming or charming about this character. And then the other love interest is just so awesome. Like, she has this whole personality um, to her, and it's great. And uh, I just I just felt bad. But it was a really bad harem anime anyway. There was a lot of nosebleeds and stuff like that. But one of the side characters was uh, voiced by the same guy who did the main character in uh the world god only knows and i that okay was, that was an uh i like that voice actor he's been in a couple of things like uh gj club and a couple of their shows i've watched and uh, i really like him so i was watching that and then i finished up or not finished up but caught up with uh my hero academia okay yeah and um that was really good i was actually really surprised and uh, i really like that they're pinning the teachers against the students i think that's really great um, because I haven't read the manga, so I don't, I don't know. Um, and so I thought that was really clever and really um, well done. So I haven't actually caught up to that point, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that might be filler. But if it like fits, if it's like clearly camouflaged, where you're like, oh hey, that might not be filler. That might like be like an actual thing. Like it's fine. The One Piece is a couple filler arcs that like work. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it really has to be extraneous filler for me to get really bothered otherwise i don't exactly i don't really mind it so much i mean because if it's good then then it doesn't really bother me so as long as it in some points it's moving the plot uh or like developing characters that's all really what matters like uh bleach for example had uh when it did filler for like the first hundred episodes ish it had something to do with the world that you were like playing in 
So, like, you got a little more detail about how the world works. So uh, the filler ended up being better in that case. And other people, like, defend, like, Naruto filler and One Piece filler. I mean, it's always the big shonen stuff that get these big filler arcs because, you know, they, they got up so quickly to the manga. Honestly, My Hero Academia is, like, a pretty young uh, manga production. I think that it's only been in Shonen Jump for, like, a, uh, a year and a half, two years uh, and it got a manga. Uh, it got an anime rather really quickly. So you know. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that it got an anime really quickly because that way, if I wanted to follow up with the manga, I could, and uh, I wouldn't like be like just volumes and volumes and volumes behind. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. Like uh, with the first anime of Berserk in like 1999. Like if you watch that like now, there's only like 24 episodes, and then you have like like dozens of volumes to get through after you finish with that anime yeah i just i i can't do stuff like that so like i'm reading some of the stuff that you sent me and i'm just like oh my god if this was like still you know if it was like airing i would just watch the the anime of it yeah but um it was just like it's just so much to read and i don't know how for just one manga people you know or one show people can go through all that and you know it just seems like so much. Like, how do they have the time? In in high school, I remember during summer break, I was, like, really behind on One Piece. Like, it was always, like, my my dream to catch up. And I think that's, like, at, at, how many chapters? I think it's, like, 800, 900 chapters at this point for, like, a weekly shonen manga. And, like, I think it's at 50 volumes. Uh, and... I distinctly remember, uh, like, just spending, like, two weeks just devoted to catching up to uh, One Piece. Yeah, see, that's just, that's absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, exactly. I, I more often like anime because uh, anime and manga that end after a certain period, um, just because, you know, I feel like when series go on too long, especially shonen stories, uh, they just end up getting worse uh, worse for it. I mean, it's the Simpsons, uh, it's a zombie Simpsons thing. Like, uh, uh, there's this whole... Uh, essay about how uh simpsons is no longer the simpsons sure it uh it sure looks like the simpsons and it retains some elements but amazingly you're watching a different show because the simpsons i remember the first 10 seasons is a completely different show and a better show than the new uh episodes that come out yeah and i mean i feel like the naruto franchise considering the boruto show just came out is probably going to go on go on forever because then, like, kids who grow up with Boruto are going to have, like, nostalgia for Boruto once that ends. And Boruto is going to have another kid. And that Boruto kid is going to be a lot different. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know much about the universe, but that sounds awful. It does. I. It's kind of a novel idea to, like... To like have like a long running shonen manga and then just have another long running shonen manga about that person's kid. Uh, like Dragon Ball kind of did it, but Goku was always the main character, not Gohan, even though like I think the creator was always like, oh yeah, we want Gohan to eventually like, you know, step up, uh, step up as the main character, but like it never really happened because everyone liked Goku too much. Yeah, like when uh, Gohan surpasses Goku for like the first time, and it's like he becomes the strongest person, and all of a sudden they're like, well, we're just gonna 
fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought that was great, actually. I know exactly what you're talking about. What have you been watching? Have you been watching anything, reading anything? So I've actually been uh, re-watching this show, and now my brain is like totally messing with me because I can't remember it. Uh, its name. One second. If it makes you feel any better, I'm still watching it in another world with my smartphone. You're still watching that? I, I Okay, this episode was really bad. Um, most episodes <laughs> are really bad, but this episode was really, really bad. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it, but... But it's only episode nine, and I'm thinking it's a 12-episode season, so I've already invested so much time into it. But this was a really bad episode. And then, like, it got fan servicey, and it's just, like, it was so... There's this part where he basically uses his smartphone to manipulate his magic to attack everyone around him. Like, it's ridiculous. He basically becomes, like, a god and just, like, starts destroying everything with his smartphone. And it just it's just really really bogus and it makes no sense and i hate it but i can't stop watching it <laughs> that's that's great well because the thing is like i it okay so do you have that problem where like if someone like tells you that you have to watch something like it makes you not want to watch it um like if someone's like oh no you absolutely must watch this show it's the best show i've ever seen how have you not watched it before? It makes me feel like I'm like like it's assigned homework or something like that from high school, and I'm just like I don't want to do that. Like I want to watch my own shows. Like for yeah, some reason, exactly. I, like, it puts me off, and so I know exactly how you feel. There's this guy in my high school, and there's like three people who liked anime uh, when I went to high school, excluding me. And he was like, dude, you need to watch Fate Stay Night. It's the best. And I'm like, uh, you haven't seen Fate Stay Night? Oh my god. Uh, and I was kind of like, fuck you. I'm not going to watch Fate Stay Night. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds lame. And then like, I watched the first episode after a year of this guy annoying me to watch it. And then I'm like, yeah, it was really slow and boring. <laughs> well at least you told him off Good. yeah well he he was still like a semi-friend yes a semi-friend you know those semi-friends you know you you're friends but you're not really friends yeah i have a lot of those that are like <laughs> like I, I call them like casual friends or like situational friends like so like i'll be like yeah i mean like if we're at a party or something we'll hang out but like otherwise i'm not gonna like invite them to my wedding or something like that yeah, yeah, exactly. But, so, uh, in, sorry. No, did you figure out what show you were watching? Yes, so I was watching uh, Suritama, which is, like, really good. Uh, it's a 12-episode show, uh, and it's basically about uh, this kid who moves to, like, this uh, fishing city, or, like, this uh, harbor city, right? Um, and basically he has emotional issues and anger issues, and he has issues, like, getting his emotion out, emotions out and talking. Um, and he ends up being a part of, like, this group of friends that just, like, fish. And also, he, he's, like, best friends with this alien kid who, like, has a fish buddy who can cyclically talk to him. And, uh, it's, like, this kind of, uh, sci-fi, kind of funny, kind of slice-of-life show about fishing and friendship and aliens. And it's, like, super weird and really great. What was the name of it? Uh, Suritama. 
Is it on Crunchyroll? I might have to check it out. I it was on Crunchyroll when I first watched it. I'm not entirely sure if it is. Do you rewatch a lot of anime? I I think I whenever I feel like myself like, oh man, that was like a great anime and then like my memory fade starts fading of it, I rewatch the show. Because I know that I felt it was great, but I don't remember anything about it. Uh, and Suritama came out in 2012, and that was like five years ago. And I remember watching it on Crunchyroll when it was airing, and being like really into it and loving it and showing it to all my friends. And then, uh, now I can't remember a lot about the show other than like some visual aspects. So I was just kind of like, hey, why don't I rewatch it? Like uh, last year, I went uh, or not last year. A few months ago, I started rewatching like Code Geass because like I uh, that had stopped uh, started uh, fading from my memory, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, I remember like feeling this way about Code Geass. I remember these things about Code Geass. I wonder how uh, I wonder how this went or how I'd feel about it now. It's like all shows, all like content changes uh, changes when you age and like have new perspectives on things. Like when I was fifteen and co- saw Code Geass. I thought Lelouch was, like, a badass. And now I watch Code Chaos, and I'm like, man, this Lelouch guy is, like, a complete dork. (laughs) I think that happens a lot, though, where you watch something when you're younger, and all of a sudden you you have fresh eyes, like, like five years, ten years later, and you're like, oh, God, I looked up to this person, or something like that. And you're like, this is is troubling. I didn't look up to Lelouch, but I, I thought he was, like, the coolest. And, uh, yeah, everyone was calling him LaDouche back then. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Lelouch is awesome, but now I know. That's great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> LaDouche. LaDouche is the best. I mean, other than that, I've been, uh, it's kind of been a anime light week. Uh, I've been uh, playing a lot of The Witcher, uh, and that's great. You haven't been playing Destiny 2, which just came out? I don't have a lot of money, and also I didn't really like the first Destiny. Yeah, I, uh, it's fine. I'm not going to get into it, but it's fine. That's that's all I can say. It's Destiny. It's it's a little bit different. That's basically the whole thing. I'm really yeah. disappointed that I haven't seen uh, gamers. I'm thinking about that. I forgot that today's Thursday. We record on Thursdays, and, uh... I didn't have enough time between there's a hurricane coming where I am. And so, um, yeah, I was out. I was about to ask how the weather was. The weather's <laughs> fine right now. It's not supposed to hit until like Saturday night, but I was out um, putting shutters up. Uh, we have, you know, hurricane shutters around the house and stuff like that. And then it started downpouring and the shutters wouldn't close. I still have to find a way to get them to close. I don't know, WD 40 or something. Um, and, it started pouring, and then all the, as soon as I got back inside, it uh, was sunny, and it was just it was ridiculous. Like I was just so mad. I was just like, you know, I don't I don't have time for this. I or the patience for this, and I just went back inside, and then it was sunny, and so. But um, it's supposed to hit on Saturday, and so I'm gonna hope to get this recorded and edited before then. And, you know, but hopefully the power doesn't go out. No, I need my anime fix. I need my my video game fix. Everything like that. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, see, I've never, uh, even though I lived uh, in Florida for like two and a half years, I've never really gotten gotten hit by like a real hurricane. Um, 
so, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know too much about the experience, but I mean, good luck. I imagine you'll you'll be fine. I mean, I think I'll be fine, too. It's just that I never want to underprepare for something like this. And oh, the, absolutely. The thing is, um, I did buy some, like, I bought some manga. I bought something. What is it called? Uh, I have Evergreen. I have Evergreen, Real Account. And there's another one by the makers of Citrus. And I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But I bought those oh. just in case um, I needed something to read. And... Uh, I mean, when I get into manga, or manga, sorry, when I get into manga. Uh, you can you can say it like a shitty American, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I know, I, I feel really <laughs> bad about that. But um, <laughs> when, I get, when I get into manga, I, I go hard. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just uh, trying to pick out from a vast selection, you know? Like, which ones do you spend all your time and effort reading? And money, because they're expensive. Well, they're not that expensive, oh, yeah, but they're absolutely. getting more expensive. So, I, I'm actually super lucky because uh, there's this place near my house. It's actually a part of a chain of like Japanese bookstores, and you can find them all over Tokyo and stuff. I remember going to more than a few uh, while I was in Japan. Uh, it's called a book off, and they're like super useful because they basically hold a bunch of like used anime DVDs and Blu-rays, and uh, like Japanese and English uh, used manga. And I managed to find, like, a bunch of, like, cool out-of-print books there. Uh, it's, like, like a mile or two away from my house, and it's, like, the best. <laughs> That's crazy. That, that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, it is. And in fact, they have, like, uh, console sales, and they have, like, uh, gigantic, like, extremely expensive, like, near-naked figures that are, uh, like, right there. Like, that's my cup of tea right there. Yeah, dude, if, if you ever come to California, you should check it out. Yeah, I hope to get out there. There's, like, nothing in Florida, so I hope to get out there. Yeah, Florida is... We can all admit, yes. Florida's a pit. It's fine. Like, Florida... We can, we can all say that. I believe it was Patton Oswald that said that Maine is the dick of the U.S. and Florida is its ball sack. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, but, but enough... Uh, enough gross uh, euphemisms. <laughs> yes, gross geography. No, that's a band name. Gross geography? Yeah. I like that. Uh, so, in terms of the news... You're gonna say you're mine. I'm gonna get the chance. I, uh... There's something that's puzzled me. Yeah. So, there's this anime that's coming out on Netflix called Neo Yokio. I was actually about to say that. They uh, collaborated, what, it's uh, IG and Studio Dean um, production IG. IG and Studio Dean and uh, Vampire Weekend's Ezra Koenig is uh, writing it. Or, like, it's not entirely clear. I think he's, like, the uh, creator, essentially. And those two are animating it. Uh, And it stars Jaden fucking Smith. Yeah, no, it looks (laughs) awful. I... I, I personally think it looks awful. I'm not going to say that it does. I'm not going to just like... I mean, it has... So it has um, Jane Smith, Susan Sarandon, Jude Law, Tavi Gevinson, Jason Schwartzman, and Steve Buscemi, along with Steve Fry. Like, how do you get all these great, like, uh, great uh, actors and comedic voices uh, to, like, 
work on this show and it looks like the way it looks. Okay, so the funny thing and about sounds that like- is if you look at it, so there's an image. I'll send it to you, but there's an image of uh, of the poster that they said. It says, number one most eligible bachelor in Demon Slayer, Jaden Smith, is Kaz Khan. Um, and uh, yeah, it I, looks I like a really, saw. it looks like a webcomic that I've read called Questionable Content. It kind of looks like, like, it's weird. It's weird. It doesn't look like it's an anime. Like, it looks really bizarre. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it looks like, actually, I, I would say that it does look like an anime, but it looks specifically like a like, uh, new to digital coloring, uh, early two thousands anime. Yeah, uh, and it looks like a Studio Dean anime. Like this show, uh, certainly like lives up to that uh, to that reputation. Yeah, I are you gonna watch it? I. I'm curious, honestly. Uh, it, it's also just like the reality that like a lot of people like who are creating content now have grown up with anime and want to make their own anime, and it's also the reality that people with money and influence uh, realize that they can basically make anime for nothing. Like, I believe like a million is about the price of like a twelve episode se- uh, one core show. Um. And, like, uh, for anime, and, like, a million is, like, the cost of an episode in America. But I could be wrong. That's that's crazy. I didn't know that. Or I'm, it might be 100,000, a million. It's either way, it's a lot of money to me. <laughs> yeah. And so for anyone that wants to watch it, it's Jaden Smith in a show called, what, Neo Yokio? Neo Yokio. Neo Yokio, and it premieres on September 22nd. And so all six episodes will be on Netflix. Um, Also, Bojack Horseman's coming to Netflix tomorrow again, which is great. That's awesome. I'm very excited for that. I love Bojack Horseman. I love uh, Peanut Butter or whatever it is. Yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter is the best. Mr. Peanut Butter. Um, Back to – you said this last week. um, Actually, what was – Attack on Titan 2, which was coming for, what, the PS4 or whatever? Uh, uh, yes, the PS4. Um, so Attack on Titan 2 is coming for the PS4, and it's the best, and I can't wait. Uh, the first Attack on Titan game was, like, a like lot of fun. It's, like, one of the best Musou games, and... Attack on Titan might be better for video games than it is, like, for manga and anime. Just, like, the aesthetic and, like, the fact that you have... When you look at, like, Attack on Titan combat, you, like, already have a video game in your head that you want to play. And the Attack on Titan games that Koei put out are the video game you have in your head when you watch the anime. Yeah, no, and I mean, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of the show, but it definitely looks like a show that I would play you know there there are games that i play that i rather watch and then there are shows that i rather play and attack on titan definitely seems like a show i rather play yeah exactly like okay so a lot of anime uh get turned into video games for example like our video games turned into anime rather sorry um i don't understand why i i kind of understand considering how much of a time sink it is but you've got the Persona 5 anime coming up soon. 
Um, and, and that's another bit of news. But I can't understand why anyone would prefer that to like the ultimate experience, which is playing the game. Yeah, no, and I agree. The, uh, by the way, the reason why this was news, because I know you said it last time, was that Attack on Titan 2 has a 3DS game that is shipping in November for Japan. And so... Yes, I think that's different, though, actually. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, they announced uh, on Thursday that it's coming to November, coming to Japan on November 30th. And so that's very exciting. Well, I mean, so the issue is, is that the other, I think it's actually a direct sequel to the other 3DS uh, Attack on Titan game, it, yeah, uh, it, which... It is, because Koei Tecmo is uh, doing the separate game titled Attack on Titan 2 for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and this is a different Attack on Titan 2. Yeah, uh, it's a sequel to the other 3DS one. Yes. Uh, and that other 3DS one was actually not very good, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it was called Attack on Titan, The Last Wings of Humanity Chain. That was yes. what the last one was called. Well, I mean, hopefully this one will come out better. Like, there were ideas that they had. Like, they even had to create a character, uh, character system with its own, like, original storyline and stuff. Uh, which is, like, a great idea that you should totally do with more Attack on Titan stuff. See, I feel like I've already said this, um, but, like, I, it's way more interesting when, like, uh, anime video games don't follow the, like, plot of, like, the show that it's based on. Because then you're just getting a weaker version of the show that you bought, uh, of the show in video game format. Uh, it should totally do its own thing in that universe. Yeah, no, I totally agree, because i rather have, like, a side story. I think the people that do it really well is and we said this last time as well is dot hack and so i mean like they have completely separate stories in the same universe and they tie them up in a nice little bow which is really nice yeah exactly and um yeah i i just generally feel that way uh gundam's actually really good at doing that too because i feel like uh, one of the first like big gundam sh uh big gundam video games that came out in japan uh were like side stories um like, uh, I think it was like a Blue Destiny is specifically a side storage game. Uh, anyway, enough of that. Uh, you have any other news? Um, yeah, uh, an updated Steins Gate Elite, it, which is a majorly updated version of the original Steins Gate, is um, the visual novel is coming out. And so that's pretty awesome. And then... Finally, is it wrong to pick, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon infinite combat RPG set for spring 2018? And this is And that's the uh Soul game, right? Yeah. And that's yes. for Crunchyroll. Actually no, it's um it's uh, PlayStation 4 and PS Vita. Oh shit. See, I never heard of I I didn't hear about either of these things and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Steins Gate. I've actually never seen uh Yes, I, I've really only seen the first few episodes of uh, Stuck in a Gen uh, Can I Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? But that's actually great. I, I didn't know that... Uh, uh, yes, I didn't know that show was actually that popular. Um, I was surprised too, because I think the second season... I'm, I could be mistaken on this, but I think the second season of the show was or will be on um, Anime Strike which I think is really weird considering it was the first season was on um, Crunchyroll and now it's an anime strike exclusive. And so it's shifting 
uh, the viewer base a little bit. Um, yeah, that happens from yeah. time to time. Uh, I think that the show that they had was actually not a direct sequel. I think it was a spinoff. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was, but uh, again, I'm not sure. I I just pick up these information, uh, pick up this information uh, via osmosis. Yeah, no, and I, I I mean like I hope so because I rather be able to experience the whole thing. You know, I'm I watched on Crunchyroll. I subscribed to Crunchyroll. I don't want to have to pay for another service just for one show, and so yeah. Um, but who knows? And so both those games, uh, Steins Gate Elite and um. Uh, is it wrong? Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Are both coming to PlayStation Four and PS Vita? So that's awesome, and that's the last bit of news I have. Awesome. Um, okay, then why don't we get into the topic? So this week we decided to look at underrated children manga, uh, just because I had a bunch of th- uh, a bunch of co- uh, comics I really wanted to talk about, and I-, I was really interested in seeing what Garrett thought. Uh, what do you What did you want to start with? We have four books. Uh, we have Hikari no Go, uh, Shaman King, um, uh, Konjiki no Gash Bell, and um, Hikari. Uh, I already said Hikari no Go, and uh, Beck. Beck is the best. Uh, which is clearly why I forgot it. Uh, let's see. I could only get through two because I was reading a lot and preparing for the uh, preparing for the hurricane and stuff like that. I read uh, a lot of Beck and then Shaman King. Um, I think we should start with Shaman King only because I have one thing to say. It's not my cup of tea. Okay, that's fine. What do you dislike about it? Cause I I'm dislike curious. the main character. Like that's the really reason, that's the reason why I don't like it. Like everything else is fine. I think the dialogue's good. I think that the action is really well done. I like the whole idea of him like being, you know, a shaman who like he absorbs people like ghosts' powers and stuff like that, right? And so like in the first bit, he like is like a at a graveyard and there's a bunch of hooligans or whatever you want to call them. And um, he, like, takes the power of, like, a samurai, like a legendary samurai who died in that graveyard, right? And, like, that's super cool. But the only problem was there was that annoying main character the whole time. And that just was, like, because he seems utterly useless. It seems like this other kid, like, has all this stuff going for him. And then, like, the main character's just like, well, fuck me then. (laughs) That's in- that's interesting. I actually really like the main character. I I think he's like a very different kind of shonen protagonist in the fact that. Uh, so how far did you get? I only I I could only get through like the first volume because I couldn't stand him. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, so the uh, the whole idea uh, behind Shaman King is you know he 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 can uh speak to spirits and talk to uh, ghosts and stuff and he can actually like uh, summon spirits and like have uh, spirits take over him like by choice and like uh, it's a re- I personally find it that it's like this really underrated manga that uh, really went under the radar uh, once most of these uh, books that I'm talking about uh, have uh, gone on the under the radar largely due to their age like uh, so Shaman King started like with Naruto and One Piece in like the uh, late '90s, and uh, edited like uh, around the mid 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I I per- I personally like Shaman King because I like the protagonist because he's just kind of like this like dude, and uh, so 
basically what ends up happening is that the manga goes up to this point where uh there's this big tournament and basically the whole point is that yo has been training his whole life for this tournament and it's the tournament to uh choose the shaman king and he had uh and you know the person who gets to uh who becomes Shaman King gets to fuse themselves with God. Basically, they call it the Great Spirit, uh, and it's basically a generic like godly energy. But you know, it's pretty clearly God. But like you know, I mean, that sounds awesome. I just does the main character change? Does he have growth? I would say that Yo has a lot of growth. Uh, do you meet his uh, fiance yet? Uh, yeah, I think. That's the other thing that was also like super, uh, super interesting, like uh, about the uh, about the story and the fact that Yo, because he's brought up by like a very old school Japanese uh, Japanese family, has a fiance set for him, um, and they their relationship is pretty interesting, and they actually drive a huge amount of the story uh, together, which I think is like. Again, super interesting. Does he get any powers of his own? Kind of. <laughs> it's uh, hard. To... Basically, it turns out there's this... Uh, so you know how they, like, fuse the spirit? Like, uh, uh, Hyoi, I think they call it in the manga? Yeah. Uh, so that that's not actually the main kind of, like, combat that they use toward the, uh, towards the end. It's like Jojo, where at first they have, you know, the ripple... But then they get stands. Uh, And so what ends up happening around the second volume is he uh, as soon as he uh, starts like the shaman uh, shaman fight in Tokyo, uh, which is like the first round of the uh, Shaman King tournament, uh, he learns this thing called Oversouls, Oversoul, where basically you have the spirit that you have possess a weapon and you fight with that weapon. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. So, in a way, uh, Yo ends up fight. Uh, Yo ends up uh, kind of having to fight on his own, but he's also still with like a Mitamaru and stuff like that. And um, honestly, I think that Shaman King is underrated. Uh, under uh, underrated, and it's not talked about a lot. But admittedly, it's not like super. Um, Large manga are often preceded by large anime, and while all the uh, manga that we're talking about today have had big anime that uh, came along, uh, Shaman King hasn't had an anime since, like, the early 2000s, and that's why not a lot of people talk about it. And so why a lot of not, not a lot of people talk about uh, all these uh, manga we're going to talk about. Um, though Beck actually did have a live-action movie, like, a couple years ago. Oh, did it? Yes, it did. I actually watched it, and it's actually pretty interesting, uh, but I, I'll get more into that when we talk about Beck. Yeah. And so why do you think that Shaman King, do you think it's primarily because of the, I guess, the popularity of other shonen, why it got like uh, swept under the rug maybe, flew under the radar? Do you think it's because of the success of other shonen, or do you think it's because, like you said, with the anime? Um, being so early in 2000s? I mean, I would say both. It's just, like, eventually, because a new wave of other manga that started along with it got more popular, uh, Shaman King, because it was in Shonen Jump, and it's largely based upon pollings, actually ended up getting cut early. I mean, uh, basically, uh, 
what ends up uh, what ended up happening is that it ended up getting cut early, but due to fan uh, due to fan support, they eventually uh, when they released bigger editions, like because there's always like special editions when there's like nostalgia for the books, um, they eventually uh, released this thing called the Kanzang Bang, which were like bigger versions of the book, and the creator eventually got to create uh, do the ending the way he wanted to, I mean, that's, which is generally good. Yeah, that's good. I think that's good. I mean. I, the I, ending's pro- like I'm not a sorry. fan of it, but oh no, you don't have to be sorry. But um, I'm not a f- fan of it, but I can see why people would enjoy it. Like I'm not gonna dismiss something because I don't like it. Like I I think that's kind of like a I wouldn't say, I think that's just rude. I guess it's just like, it's just, it's something that you can see a lot of potential in, but just personally something I don't connect with. I guess. Yeah. By the way. We should probably describe the manga we're talking about before we talk about them, before trying to, uh, you know, get people interested. The whole conceit of Shaman King is basically this new kid comes to, uh, to, comes to town, and it turns out he can talk with and basically get possessed by spirits. And he's a part of this long line of shamans uh, in Japan and he ends up being part of this thing called the Shaman Fight in Tokyo, uh, which is a tournament to find the Shaman King, which is basically this guy who earns his place every a thousand years to become part of the uh, great spirit, who is, again, basically God, to, uh, to basically make the world that he wishes. And all that Yo really wants, is, wants who's the main character, who's kind of like this slacker, lackadaisical guy uh is to have an easy life so he joins the fight to become shaman king uh because he wants to make the world easy for himself which is a super selfish thing and later he ends up like fighting other characters who are like i want to do this unselfish thing and he's like oh man that's so cool i i want you to become a shaman king now but now i have to become a shaman king though oh no (laughs) i mean it like i said it sounds cool i only read um, up to the end of either volume one or volume two. Um, I, I think it's, the art was really good. I liked the art. I just could not get behind the characters. And so. Fair enough. I mean, I guess we should probably talk about, uh, the other manga that we have, uh, the other manga, mangas. Is the plural thing, uh, is the plural form of manga mangas or is it just manga? I think it's anime, like anime. Like manga is manga. Yes. Yes. You fool. Don't you know that the plural of Pokemon is Pokemon? Did you know that the plural of amiibo is amiibo? I did know that. Yeah. I I hate... I'm sorry. I hate stuff like that. Let's talk about some more mangas and animes (laughs) and amiibos. Um... So I know that you dislike Shaman King, but you said uh, you seemed a lot more interested in the Beck. Did you want to introduce that? Uh, yeah, I I really I I loved Beck. I really like music, uh, anime and manga. Um, playing guitar myself and being in a band before, I could really connect with it. Um, he granted the main character ends up being a much better guitarist than I I would ever be, but um. So it's about this kid Koyuki who ends up meeting this guy, Ryusuke, who uh, spent a huge amount of his life in America and is really into rock music. Uh, Koyuki, uh, 
Um, so Koyuki uh, meets this guy Ryusuke, who spent a huge amount of his life in America, and he's super into rock music, and he's in a band. And basically, uh, it's all about uh, Koyuki learning to play uh, guitar and uh, learning about music and getting into music. It's like a very slice-of-life show. There's really not that much that's like out of the ordinary when it comes to the show. Really, uh, at the beginning, at least, it's really only the dog that's kind of weird-looking because uh, he's based upon because um, he's based upon a uh, blackjack. Yeah, that's the uh, reference. But yeah, it's it's basically a, sh- a show about a band, or a manga about a band and them getting together. And it's actually pretty great. Um, it's It was one of my favorite anime when I first saw the anime uh, in like 2004. Um, and it was, uh, it's like, when I got to read the manga, the manga is so much longer than the anime. And there's just like so much material. Uh, like, the anime really only co- covers like the first four volumes in like a twenty-volume show. That's insane. Which I mean, is like, like, yeah, I mean, I've been reading so much of it. It just seems like it's jam-packed, full of storylines. So I did want to ask, how far did you get? Um, I'm trying to remember how far I got. I'm looking at my, I so I read it on an app. Anyone that wants to read any manga, uh, there's a cool app called Manga Reader, and uh, you can get it for your phone. But I can't tell like exactly where I left off or something like that. So I know for a fact that they got to the point where they were selling CDs in America under the name Mongolian chop squad. Um, I know I got that far and that seems to be the point where like he goes night swimming with some, with, with a girl and then the other girl uh, sees him and gets like gets mad and runs off. Yeah, so there's some relationship stuff in this uh, show because, you know, he's a young teenager and, like, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, Maho's Ryusuke's sister, um, and that's who he's, like, uh, swimming with, right? No. Yes. Yes. Oh. No, no, it's the other way around. Yeah, exactly. And then he has this childhood uh, friend who honestly I can't remember the name it's of. It's like a Zoomy or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Basically, what ends up happening? Uh, basically, yeah, that, that's what ends up happening. Uh, so it's a great manga because it's like so realistic. The most unrealistic thing that ends up happening is uh, Ryusuke has this guitar. Yeah. Uh, oh called, my god! With the bullets in it. Yeah. It's called uh, Prudence. So, uh, slight spoilers for you, Garrett, but I think you're only like a chapter away from this happening. Well, he gets uh, well, shit kicked out. Ends up hap- yeah, exactly. Okay, so you, you've already read it. Yeah, so what happens is when the, the American comes over and then, like, they're about to kill him and they, like, have, like, a jazz off or something. Like, they start playing jazz together. And, yeah, like, yeah. He, they beat the living hell out of him. And they're like, what happens? He's like, I was walking the dog. The, the whole story is basically that um, he he has this guitar that he stole from this, like, big record label guy who's, like, in the gangs and stuff. Like, has a lot of organized crime behind him uh, named Leon Sykes. Uh, and he's also a big record producer. I, I think I already said that, but eh, it's it's worth being thorough. But, and essentially what ends up happening is that he, he plays the guitar during shows. And people see him and people, uh, and he plays the uh, guitar at the show. Um, for this band called Dying Reed, 
who's he who he's involved with and that's like the band he it's like the nirvana analog that everyone gets into um and what ends up happening is that leon sykes realizes oh hey that's the fucking kid that swiped my guitar i'm gonna go get that guitar back and he basically gets the shit beat out of him and he disappears for like three weeks and he comes back and he's like yeah i uh i was just walking the dog (laughs) yeah no it's great i so that pulled me out of it quite a bit but um it's it's definitely the least realistic part of the manga yeah and like there's another like back dog over there like you see yeah, exactly. like the other back dog and it's like people stitching dogs together or some shit like that. And it's just really, it's really absurd. Um, and, but I really, I like the stories that are going on simultaneously with that are really great. I, I like the relationships between um, the band members. I think that's really great. I love romance. And so I'm a little, I'm tense right now to see where things go because I have a definite you know, stake in one love interest. I don't like the childhood friend. I think her name is Azumi or something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. And I don't like her that much. I, I, I don't find a redeeming quality in her. And so um, the other girl just started being a model, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Maho. Um, Maho is, like, one of the best, like, uh, female, awesome. like... Maho's She's, like, like my one, one of the best. Um like, though she definitely has, like, her, like, bad qualities, like, uh, the fact that she hangs around with, like, uh, the douchey, like, um, uh, ha- have you met him yet? Like, the douchey, oh, yeah, no, like... Oh, yeah, he got introduced pretty early on. Oh, yeah, he's, like, introduced in, like, the fourth or fifth volume or, uh, for fourth or fifth, like, chapter or something when, like, yeah, he's first a giant goes shit to hang stain. Out. Yeah, he is. I fucking he hate him. He ends up getting his comeuppance. But, Good. uh, he, everyone... He needs it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, there's like a big end to that arc uh, where essentially uh, they end up uh, going to like a music festival and uh, the same guy is at the same music festival and there's like huge stakes for the band because they might break up if it uh, might break up up if things fuck up, basically. Yeah. Uh, and no there's just this moment. Uh, yeah, spoilers. I'm sorry. Also spoilers for you. No, no, don't spoil it. Maybe. <laughs> oh, crap. Well. Uh, well, well, I guess okay, I'm not no, going to spoil can, it. You then. can spoil it. That's fine. Okay, it, it's not that far in the future. You're probably just ten chapters away from this happening, or something like that. Um, but basically, what ends up happening is that they they like go to a uh, he and the douchey guy go to the bar, and the douchey bo- boys uh, guys like, oh hey, well if Maho uh, comes to my show, uh, you, how about we make a deal? If Maho comes to, goes to my show. Uh, she'll uh, you sh- never speak to her again, and if Maho goes to your show, I'll never speak to her again. Oh yeah, I did get to that part. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't seen um, the outcome yet. Yes, and yeah, there's just like uh, so you've gotten to the grateful sound part, yeah. uh, basically. By the way, that's about how far the anime gets. That's crazy because there's like that's chapter it's like chapter twenty six, something like that. Yeah. And, like, there's a hundred... I'm reading right now. There's 103 chapters. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. It only covers literally a fourth of the sh- uh, of the manga. Yeah, it's it's insane. And it's a damn shame because, like, I would really love more Beck anime or a uh, Beck live-action TV show. 
Do Honestly, a- I think that I think TV the TV show would like be best for Beck because it just makes more sense. It's like a very down to earth show. I've been meaning to ask: Do you have a problem like when you watch a, an anime of a manga that you really like, and then all of a sudden they they change something or they change the voice act? Like the the voice doesn't sound like what you picture in your head. Does it immediately turn you off, or do you like? accept it for what it is and just be like, well, I like the manga, so I want to support the anime, so I'm going to give it a a fair shot. Or do you just, like, zone out and be like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. It's probably bad. Honestly, there aren't a lot of animes that that I've uh, seen before I've read the manga. But when that happens, the reality of anime and manga is that adaption is necessary when moving to another medium. And so if it ends up changing, uh, changing, then I, I just end up accepting it and seeing where it goes. Uh, because more often than not, when an anime is good at adapting a manga, it uh, it decides to make uh, take liberties where they need to, uh, need to be taken. Um, so it's just kind of like whatever. I think that the Beck anime is super great, and that's kind of where I started until I re- realized there was so much manga left uh, after I finished the anime. Um but yeah, basically, what ended up happening is, uh... oh right. Um, so yeah, I, I saw the anime way before. And by the way, the anime is super great. Like uh, that's kind of why I want more like live action or anime Beck is because like they do the music well. Like the the music that they play is super good and isn't like typical anime music. Like it sounds like something you t- uh, hear on like a college radio, legitimately. That's great. I mean, like I. Like I said, I was watching Fuka, and I really like the music that they play in that show as well. I like any music anime because I feel like if it's a good one, they have really high production quality for their, for the soundtrack, and it just it makes it feels like invigorating, like it really pumps yeah. you up. And so I get that feeling from Beck, and so um, I also really like the fact that their name got translated to Mongolian Chop Squad. I think that's hysterical. I yeah, like that a lot. that's like a, an actual band thing or like a movie thing that happens. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, so for people that haven't um, watched the anime or read the manga, um, what would be the biggest selling point, do you think? Why, why do you consider it underrated and why do you think it deserves to be kind of given its own time in the spotlight? I mean... It's a down-to-earth uh, story that uh, that features like a trade that isn't often talked about in uh, in anime or manga. The like, there's a lot of stories, especially American stories, about a rock and roll band. But the thing that Beck does is that it focuses on likable characters and relatable characters, um, and it's also like. Uh, being in a rock band in Japan and starting a rock band and trying to be big when you're like a Japanese rock band is way different from like when you're in an American rock band and like playing in your mom's garage and like you want to make it big because there's just a whole different cultural aspect to it. Um, like this definitely reminds me of like movies like have you seen uh, Sing Street? No. Okay, Sing Street's a great movie because it's just about a band. It's a lot shorter than Beck, uh, and Beck's actually uh, pretty great about like using uh, the fact that it's like a, a serialized format. Uh, Sing Street's actually great at the fact that it's just like a two-hour movie because basically it's a story of this Irish band that's formed in the 80s and that is basically just formed so this guy can impress a girl. 
That sounds great, um, honestly. Yeah, That's it's so good. It's also on Netflix. Everyone should watch it. For people that haven't seen it or read it, are there other anime or manga that if they like Kids on the Slope, will they like this or anything like that? Like, is there anything more relatable that you could be like, oh, if you like that, you should watch Beck or you should read Beck? Yes, absolutely. Kids on the Slope is a big, like, reference point because it's also a story about Japanese kids getting in music, though at that point it's jazz. Um, I mean, if you wa- if you watched K-On! and you were like, oh, man, this isn't as down-to-earth as I wish it was, you should watch Beck, though K-On!'s also pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that from what I've read um, of Beck... 26 chapters i've only read 26 chapters and i like it more than kids on the slope (laughs) that's crazy man i loved kids on the slope the ending of kids on the slope was it was so fucking okay sorry i it's oh my god i can't no i totally get it like those last three episodes yeah it changed from one thing and then went so soap opera on it that i just couldn't take it yeah that's exactly how i felt like toward the end of the show the begin the first like six episodes I would say five episodes were really good and then yeah it just it fell off and that ending though that ending was just like the it, fact that uh, huh. spoilers by the way uh, the fact that the one of the main characters becomes like a fucking priest is, yeah like, he, weird. he runs off he's just like he's like I'm gonna go take care of kids and ignore my family fuck you <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, fuck off. He's like, all these other kids need my help. And I'm just like, okay, just ignore, you know, the kids that you've been raising by yourself forever and leave them with. Doesn't he, like, leave them with their dad that comes back or something like that? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Something like I that. I could be wrong. And but it's just like, it's been it's a like while. come on. But this guy left once before. Like, why wouldn't you just fucking, like, stay and make sure that they're okay? Yes. Like, it was just, it was really, and doesn't the other guy, like, become a doctor or something like that? Or he's, like, going Oh, to yeah, medical. he becomes a doctor. Yeah, it's just fucking, whatever. Okay, fine. Like, that's, it's, that's cool. it's, like, so weird. Uh, like, it's also, like, it's also kind of interesting because it's, like, a mu- uh, it's a story about discovering music and playing music where, like, the main goal of the two characters isn't to make it big or anything like that. No, I do like that. It's, like, about getting your emotions out while playing music. Like, through music, yeah. which is, like, really nice and, like, exploring, like, friendship and all this other stuff and romance um, while having this mutual interest, which is a jazz band, which was yeah, really exactly. nice. And I like that. Like, one of them's, like, um, like pretty aggressive and kind of, like, a delinquent kind of, kind of, but not really. Like, he's kind of mistaken for one. Um, he's yeah. a little bit more aggressive. And then the other one's just, like, doesn't he, like, play, like, classical music at his house or something like that? Like, his parents? Yeah, yeah. He, like, exclusively plays classical music uh, on the piano. Yeah. And it's just, like, and then all of a sudden he, like, gets into jazz. And it's just, like, oh, my God, I'm free. Like, I I learned that can be whatever I want. And then he becomes a doctor. And I'm just, like, come on, man. Like, you could be whatever you want. And you can explore yourself. It was just, it was just. Anyway, if you liked Kids on the Slope, you'll like Beck better. So that's just my opinion. If you liked Kids on the Slope, you'll love Beck. Yeah, I I totally agree. (laughs) Um, Also, should we do one for Shaman King? If you like something else, would you like Shaman King? Like if you like um, Naruto or any other shonen, like it, do you think you'll get into Shaman King? Um, Yeah, absolutely. So if you liked uh, shonen manga like Naruto or Bleach, uh, especially Bleach, uh, or D. Grayman, uh, like those are the big things I'm thinking about. Um, 
you'll probably like Shaman King. It's like a very distinctive uh, shonen manga uh, that has like this very spiritual edge and like it has like an international cast and like it's it's it does the sh- a lot of shonen th- tropes the same but it also does a lot of shonen tropes differently and it has a lot of weird ideas that work i'm sorry that i couldn't get around to the other two but it's just been so crazy down here oh uh, that's absolutely fine i can uh take care of the other two real quickly okay okay so, I really want to talk about Konojiki no Gash Bell, uh, because I actually remember reading the manga, like, uh, in middle school, uh, because the anime was actually pretty popular, and I was actually super into it, uh, when I was a kid. Like, it was, a, a middling kind of popular, um, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't huge. Uh, and after, like, reading the manga, it's actually kind of interesting, because it's a lot more, more bloodier and, uh, than the anime that, uh, preceded it. And basically the whole idea is that there's this kid who uh, who's like 14 and he thinks he's like too cool, uh, too cool for school and he hates going to classes and he's like this genius, right? Uh, it's Kiyomaru uh, is his name. And this kid who met his father uh, in England is named uh, Gash. And basically this little kid comes flying to him uh, like on a bird naked with like two fish for br- breakfast on his back and like he's like yeah my dad told me to live with you and he's just kind of like eh and basically what ends up happening is that uh gash ends up forcing uh kiyomaru to go back to school and they ends up they end up kind of like procuring procuring this relationship together where uh gash puts uh pushes kiyomaru to do more stuff in his life and to become better and what ends up being great uh, is it actually does end up becoming like this pretty standard uh, show battle manga. The whole idea is that uh, uh, Gash, uh, the little boy, uh, is is this uh, cre- uh, is a demon from another dimension, and uh, uh, ninety nine other demons from another dimension have come uh, come to uh, Earth. Basically, they come to uh, they came to the real world or the other dimension. I can't remember exactly what they called it. Um, and basically, they're all fighting with their humans uh, who have these uh, books uh, that can cast spells through the de- demons, like, you know, like special attacks um, to uh, and basically they they all have to burn each other's books. And the last one standing is going to be uh, king of demons. Uh, so Gash actually doesn't have any memory of this. He has like uh, he had like some kind of issue um, where he hit his head, or actually, someone hit his head, and he doesn't remember anything about the demon worlds. Um, but Gash is basically this weird kid who has lightning powers, and only Kyo can really manifest them. And they end up going through these uh, fights that are like semi-interesting. Um, I ended up kind of like uh, feeling a little weird about the manga because, like, it's very shonen-y, uh, and it ends up getting better. I read about twenty chapters. What it does well is the relationship stuff, uh, relationship stuff, and like the they have like really weird side characters. Like the uh, main, uh, the creator has like this very distinctive uh, sense of uh, style. It's a lot like uh, again, a lot like Naruto or Bleach, uh, or like actually the big thing that it reminds me of is Yu-Gi-Oh, because uh, the fights are often more about like hey, who can power up more. It's a lot more about strategy. Um, 
and it always has like these weird like uh, characters that the main uh, main guy has to fight. It's like uh, it's it's a little too uh, like it's a little too like to the to the letter shonen uh, shonen tropes. Like it it follows the formula a little too much. But it is good. I um. So this is something you'll uh like, Garrett. Um. So I distinctly remembered uh some stuff from like my childhood about like liking Gash Bell, including a collectible trading card game. I love collectible trading card games. I have one for Persona Four. I have I have a couple actually. Uh, Persona Four, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, Oh, I had I can't remember. I I had so many and I just can't remember. But they were really random ones that I got. I I distinctly remember because I remember we were hunting for Yu Hakusho uh, trading card games at like a comic uh, comic shop. Yeah, during no, college. Yeah, they were great. Uh, I think it was. Uh, oh my god, I found them at Sci-Fi City in Orlando, Florida. If anyone wants to go get some good sci-fi stuff, go there. Comics and stuff. But yeah, yeah no, exactly. they had. Uh, I mean, was it good? Did you play it? So I did play it when I was a kid, but I didn't have anyone to play with it, uh, play, uh, play it with me. So I bought two decks and played myself a lot. Oh man, <laughs> I, I would I would say that's pathetic, but I've done that before, so I really can't. yeah exactly. Um, so what ended up happening? Uh, that's actually interesting. What what makes the collectible card game interesting is that the whole idea is that like the uh, the person uh, who casts the spells has like a magic spell book. And so what you do is you have, like, this little book, and it has, like, plastic sleeves. And it's not really based around a deck. It's based around the book. And you put your cards in the deck. Uh, you put your cards in the book and cast spells as you play the game. And, like, it's just a two-sided uh, – it's a book with, like, two cards. And, like, the card that you cast is based upon, uh, based upon how many, like, pages you turn. That's bizarre, but it sounds really fun. Oh man, it was so cool. Uh, it's it's a, like the thing is, is that like in the mid to late two thousands, anything any anime that was a middling to high success had like a collectible card game. A quick side note for anyone that wants a really good trading card game, I don't think they have a physical copy of it, but it's a trading card game in Digimon World three for the PS one, and that's awesome trading card game that one is super fun so go play that game it's awesome i wish they remastered that but if you like digimon you'll really like that so our last manga is hikaru no go um so have you actually ever heard of this i'm curious no i have i've never heard of it so this was a shonen jump manga and basically the whole idea is it's about this kid uh named hikaru uh and it's actually done by uh, obata who's the previous artist of Death Note and Bakuman. Obata is a great artist. Um, he, she, I, I can't remember. But um, they're, like, uh, really great. Uh, and basically the whole idea is Hikaru no Go is this kid uh, goes up to the uh, attic of his grandfather and uh, he finds this uh, Go board, like this old school Go board. And goes like this old game that's been played in China and Japan uh, for like a thousand years, I want to say. Couple and it's more, real. Couple more this isn't. This isn't. This isn't like a game that they're trying to sell to people. This is a real game. No, I know. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm listening. I know. I believe you. Okay, that was largely for the audience because I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how popular Go actually is because I learned is a about fake Hikaru. fuck game. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> 
Shogi uh, isn't actually, real either. Because I actually got into Go via uh, Hikaru no Go, because uh, I read it in my Shonen Jump magazines. Uh, but anyway, it's basically about the story of this kid who goes up to an attic and he finds, like, a Go board. And when he touches the Go board, he finds, uh, he meets, like, this ghost named Sai. Uh, and uh, the ghost ends up basically keep uh, staying with him and haunting him uh, until, like, um, and basically this ghost, Sai, ends up, uh, ends up uh, he died because he uh, got cheated in a Go game. And he accused the other player of doing so. And the other player was like, yeah, dude, that's like a pretty bad thing to do. And he ended up getting outcasted, outcasted and he ended up killing himself because he couldn't play Go anymore. Like, I believe that's his backstory. That's really fucked <sighs> up, man. I know. Um, so what ends up happening is that, uh, is that this ghost ends up haunting Hikaru and he just wants to play Go all the time. Uh, and so what ends up happening is that this seemingly beginner who uh, people can tell in the Go community uh, that he's a beginner by the way he, like, fucking moves the tokens, uh, the stones, rather, um, because he moves them like a complete amateur. But the reality is he has this ghost telling him how to play, but he, uh, but he like, has the look of an amateur. So he ends up fighting this uh, kid who's around the same age, Who's like one of uh, who's like ranked like he's one of the uh, strongest people around their age, uh, and what ends up happening is he ends up losing. To, uh, he ends up losing the uh, guy, uh, or yes, he ends up losing to Hikaru. I, I can't exactly remember his name. He beat this kid named Akira, and he's the son of this great Go player, and he's uh, also one of the strongest Go players of his age. So what ends up, he's kind of like this, considered like this genius, uh, this prodigy of Go. And what ends up happening is like that ends up causing like a lot of issues for uh, for Hikaru, and his life life ends up getting uh, complicated. Basically, the whole manga it surrounds Go, and what ends up becoming interesting is that Hikaru ends up becoming like this like Go expert and like this guy who's like actually really into Go. Uh, instead of like this guy who just ends up having to fil- facilitate like this go expert's needs because he, uh, uh, because they love him uh, because they love <laughs> because they love go <laughs> I'm fucked I'm seriously fucked this is the worst podcast ever let's cut it like last week's <laughs> what ends up happening is that Hikaru ends up becoming like this go expert of his in his own right. Because he, like, learned how to play from Sai. Uh, and basically the story is of him, like, trying to become the best. And trying to actually become strong enough to fight Toya, uh, Akira Toya. Uh, the guy he, uh, the guy actually Sai beats in the first, uh, in, like, the second chapter. Um, so it's basically just about him discovering Go. And finding himself motivated to get better at it. I mean, that sounds pretty good. I like stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of people don't talk about it because I feel like the artist's other uh, works uh, have kind of overshadowed it. Um, but if you like gaming manga, like No Game, No Life, or Yu-Gi-Oh!, I, I think you definitely enjoy this because, you know, it's all about the game. Even if you don't know anything about Go, the way that they frame uh, the combat, if you would call it, but it's the, the way that they frame the uh, conflicts uh is actually really interesting and complicated. And if you do know Go, uh, and you can learn Go by reading this manga, even, uh, 
uh, it's a lot more interesting to you. I mean, I like stuff like that. I like stuff that, um, like, I didn't even know what Shogi was until I started watching anime. And so I like, you know, learning about stuff like that, about other By the cultures. way, you can totally uh, play Shogi and Go in Yakuza. That's awesome. That that I got Yakuza Kiwami. Oh, that's another thing. That's going back to what I did this the week. I I bought Yakuza Kiwami. Just letting you guys know, I bought it. I haven't played it yet, but I bought it. And so, so you would definitely recommend this if you like No Game, No Life, and Yu Gi Oh. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that uh, one, especially that like one... the gaming section of No Game, No Life. <laughs> that one chapter, the Chimera Ant arc of uh hunter hunter where they're fucking playing shogi in like some underground bunker like in a palace and then they play it in an underground bunker and then they both die and so yeah and so <laughs> if you guys like that as well uh next we're gonna do an episode about show within a show the uh, trope so expect a lot of talk about like manga uh manga within a manga anime within an anime manga within an anime etc etc uh, there's just a lot of talk, to, uh, a lot to talk about. Um, and by the way, I just want to announce that we are officially on most of the big like uh, podcast uh, services. Um, so we are on iTunes. Uh, we were always on SoundCloud. Uh, we are on uh, Stitcher. We are on Google Play. Uh, if there's any services you want us to uh, add, just let us know, and uh, we'll do our best. Hey guys, thank you, and we will see you next week. Yeah. I was made to it in America.